Welcome to That Privacy Podcast, brought to you by OneTrust Data Guidance in association with Hogan Lovells. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to everybody listening on the line uh, to That Privacy Podcast. My name is David Longford. I'm really pleased to bring you a a very short episode today, just a, a quick wrap up of what's going on around the uh, the annual Data Privacy Day, which is, of course, January the 28th um, every year. So with with me today, Alexis Katafidis and Eduardo Usteran, as ever. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, David. Hey, how are you both doing? All good. All good here. Yes. A busy start of the year, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> no rest. <laughs> So just to set the scene, um, obviously we're we're kind of near the end of January. Everybody's yeah fully fully back at work. You know, there's definitely a lot of new projects happening our side, and I'm sure with you as well, Eduardo. But this time of year, the privacy community worldwide, I believe, and uh, in, in an increasing number every year, kind of stop and do a certain number of events or uh, things to mark Data Privacy Day. And I looked up today. This started actually quite a while ago. It's 15 years. Uh, 16 years old this year, so 2006. So just give us a feel for what we're doing, guys. I know, <laughs> unfortunately, it will still be webinar-based, I'm sure, but what kind of things are you doing? You know, Hogan Levels, obviously, and uh, and in your team at OneTrust, Lexis, to, to mark Data Privacy Day this year. Sure. Well, for, for Hogan Levels, at least the, the privacy and cybersecurity practice, every day is Data Protection Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> every day of the week. It's like Christmas uh, uh, every day. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think um, we are wrapping up uh, a very, very busy month. And I'm sure we will talk about what has been uh, hot this month very shortly. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I think we, we use we always use this day to reflect a little bit about uh, what uh, what we're trying to achieve as professionals in this field and data protection yeah. lawyers, at least on, on our team and what our role really is beyond just obviously giving good and accurate legal advice, but also what are we trying to achieve with that advice? What uh, are we, can we change the world for the better in a way? And, yeah. and I think that's uh, part of what this day is about, just giving, giving a bit of thought to the reason why we do what we do. And the, the, the great thing about this profession, of course, is that you've got people with all kinds of skills from all, all walks of life. You, you, you don't have just boring lawyers. You've got all kinds of individuals with different talents. And, and I think we all have something to contribute. So that's, that's how I approach yeah, nice. Data Protection Day. Nice. And just on that point of reflections, Edward, I saw um, that it's nearly 10 years. I'm sure you'll remember this vividly since the European Commission um, released its proposals for data protection or significant data protection reform in in the EU. I think it comes up in uh, February uh, since the, you know, that that uh, starting gun or starting pistol was fired. And I was just reading the, the press release, actually, just to you know, remember, because um, obviously Data Guidance was a lot smaller at that point, but we were very excited by this <laughs> by this announcement. And it's just funny, yeah, funny, as you said, to reflect and remember just how far we've come as a, a privacy community worldwide, how far the world has changed in technology and, and just in awareness of privacy is not just a, let's say, human right or a civil right, but like a regulatory, you know, piece of real importance, isn't it? If you remember that time, it, it, it seems like a long time ago now, right? 
Wow, 10 years ago. Um, it's very interesting what you say. I had forgotten actually that it was exactly 10 years ago when the, yeah. the proposal for the GDPR at the time was, oh my God, it's a regulation. We've yeah. never seen a data oh, yeah, protection regulation. Yeah, you know, we were used to the directive. Um, so just the fact that it was a regulation, a proposal for a regulation that was earth shattering and <laughs> we didn't even know how it's going to I'm be. Excited. I don't know who coined GDPR, uh, obviously a very catchy name, but <laughs> yeah, that, that, right. I remember that. EU, data, EU data, data reform was our tag for a while and obviously <laughs> GDPR took over a bit later. In the press release, I'll ping it to you later, but it says at the end of it, in this summary, it says um, uh, blah, blah, blah. It might apply in by 2015. The earliest realistic date would be sometime in 2015. So a few years short, but not too bad. But it says um, some <laughs> some companies may want to start preparing now. <laughs> so that didn't really happen until you know some companies started preparing in May 2018. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's funny to remember. Good stuff, Alexis. What about you? Um, how are you celebrating Data Privacy Day? Apart from doing like five webinars a day, <laughs> what's going on your side? Yeah, no, a, a lot of chats, which is always something I enjoy, you know me. Um, and actually, I just came off a, a really good chat about, um, you know, just coming to Eduardo's point about, you know, thinking a, a little bit outside of the box and thinking about, um, you know, different people and skills and all of these sorts of great things. I, I was having a chat with, our heads of our centers of excellence for ESG, ethics, security, and also privacy, of course. Um, and we were talking about how, you know, privacy is intertwined and has a fabric within each of those domains. And really, really interesting to get their perspectives on, you know, how privacy is such a, you know, all-encompassing issue and the types of things that come up outside yeah. of the things that we talk about on a daily basis of transfers and cookies and all of these things but thinking about um you know how how important it is to you know the environmental social and governance space you know as the ethics space and of course we know we've you know about the privacy and security overlap as well and one mm -hmm. without the other um but yeah very very interesting so um doing a lot of a lot of events uh, internally as well you know we're we we've got a lot of things happening um from an internal perspective that we're sharing with our employees and hosting events doing a lot of things with our customers and um yeah writing lots of lots of interesting articles as well so yeah it's been it's it's a busy week so far it's only tuesday and data protection day is friday but we do we do the whole week as it's kind of come into yep. being now good classic phrase it's only tuesday <laughs> we've, all, we've all said that a few times <laughs> no it's good Alex. i know you're a man of many hats these days so uh, <laughs> there's a lot of spaces to be spaces to be present in in your in your job <laughs> Well, let me just ask you a question. You've just come out of speaking of meetings. You've just come out of a meeting, I believe, um, before this podcast um, regarding an exciting new 
kind of project you're involved in and everyone who's listening that reads the data guidance di daily uh, avidly which is most people i'm 100 percent sure <laughs> will have read today's news report saying uh, dcms announces launch of international data transfer expert council scroll to the link and uh, and there's a list of names including mr usteran so <laughs> tell us about this really cool project and you know how you came to be part of it and and what the aims are sure sure well uh I'm not sure I can really tell you exactly everything that went in, uh, otherwise oh, okay. I'll get far from the group. But uh, no, but <laughs> honestly, um, it's a very interesting initiative. Um, yeah. So this is a group set up by DCMS, so part of, of the UK yeah. government, to help the government um, develop its policy on specifically international data transfer. So it's not just about data protection in general. And we know, I know we've spoken before about data protection reform in the UK and so on. So this group is 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 a hundred percent focused on international data transfers policy. So how the UK should approach that issue in terms of, for example, adequacy findings of other jurisdictions or uh, mechanisms to uh, to help uh, companies deal with international data transfers and, and and so on. So that that's the the idea. And what the government has done is invited a, a number of people. I think it's twenty of us to you know to cooperate and and to provide our our views and I guess contribute our experience in in this field. It's a bit like like the sage committee for COVID, but uh <laughs> the same kind of thing for and uh, hopefully the the government will follow the data in in this area the, <laughs> yeah. data, the data protection uh, side of things and um we'll um of course um listen and and implement some of these ideas i'm not necessarily uh saying that they should implement my ideas but i think that the collective ideas of this group and i think it's, yeah. it's a good initiative in order to make progress but in a realistic way definitely and that is now you've explained it like that, it sounds quite logical that it's quite focused on data transfers because, you know, we can all talk about, as we do, things at length, you know, if we've got the whole world to talk about, but it must be quite a, yeah, a narrow focus in a way. So it encourages everybody to be really specific and practical, uh, I imagine. It just it just shows how important, I mean, you know, governments have to deal with uh, policies and, and decisions about the country's prosperity and these things like yep. things like that. So the fact that a, a, a government department has set up this this group of people just focused on, on this issue shows how important international data transfers are for the prosperity of, of the UK or, or indeed any any country. So it's it's very interesting to look at it from that perspective. Aside from whatever uh, position then one may take on that, the the fact that th this shows how important it, this is for for the economy and the and the progress of the country. Yeah, sounds really interesting. Well, congrats on on being part of it. That sounds great. And um, yeah, without betraying any official uh, secrets act, but you can give us an update to the level that we're okay to know. You know, on a need to know basis. Whenever whenever we're on this podcast. <laughs> Good stuff. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, this really just a, a quick call today. So thanks uh, for everyone for tuning in. We'll just leave you with a few final thoughts of things we're looking forward to in the next few months. Um, Alexis, do you want to start off with any, um, you know, obviously past data privacy day, which is the <laughs> the, thing, <laughs> the thing on our minds at the moment. What else are we going to in, in Feb, March, April, May uh, in, in the world of privacy? Oof. Um, 
I don't know. Um, these days, <laughs> it's uh, it's um, unpredictable in a lot of ways. But no, I mean there there's a lot that we that we know. I think um, uh, it's really great to hear about your your project, Eduardo, with the DCMS uh, on transfers. I mean, transfers is the has been the the topic of the last well. Uh, fair few years, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years, um, but definitely under the spotlight the last couple. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, we're, I think we're going to continue to see um, an increased focus on, um, you know, SCCs and supplementary measures and compliance with the SREMS 2 judgment and adherence to the EDPB recommendations. Obviously, there is this conversation that is happening at the moment if we think about just the EU US um, uh, data transfer world yeah. that there are discussions over a revised privacy shield and we've heard updates that you know things are progressing things are developing but nothing fully concrete yet but maybe this year we we hear something a little bit more solid on whether a new uh, transatlantic data transfer agreement can be reached. Um, so I think that's going to be uh, a continued um, issue for a lot of organizations out there. Obviously, we've also got, you know, the SEC side of things just from a practical perspective of, you know, timeframes of um, organizations you know, going through that updating process and using new SCCs for new providers and and things like that. So, um, and making sure that any existing data transfers that are relying on old SCCs get moved across to the new SCCs by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, still a lot of work around that. And also a, a bit of a related point on localization as well or residency uh, you know depending on um which way you look at it there's been a lot of conversations around um around that not just from um you know looking at whether transfers are necessary in the first place but just from the types of uh laws that we're starting to see emerge and potentially include within their frameworks um, to, to varying degrees. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that will be an interesting to want, one to watch. Obviously, you know, lots of discussions around the PIPL in China and India's data protection bill as well to yep. get a bit more clarity around what those um, transfer provisions or localization provisions and, might be. And just so, wanted to throw, to throw in, I remember last March, the Turkish government released a, it was not a privacy regulator driven thing, it was a kind of a, a government um, kind of economic plan, but part of it for update in March 2022 is um, kind of like a, a plan to sync the data transfer framework in Turkey with GDPR, just to provide a bit more of a right. easy pathway for yeah trade to take place you know in and out of turkey via cloud systems etc so yeah something we're um yeah we've got a few few clients in in that region and certainly a lot of people looking at so yeah the international piece will be busy as ever eduardo anything to add yeah well i i think you've you've already mentioned this but the, i think the, the international data transfers issue is on fire right now right. <laughs> in the sense that um you just in the first few weeks of 
January, we have had the decision by the Austrian DPA on Google Analytics. Sure. We have had studies, different studies by universities or commission, other bodies commissioned by uh, data protection authorities on countries' laws. We've seen uh, enforcement or threats of enforcement. We've seen, you know, Schrems himself is in, in good form uh, steering the, the, the issue. So, of course, uh, data localization in a way is emerging as yeah. one of the goals. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we really need to emphasize the point that the GDPR and data protection law is not about data, data localization, it's about data protection wherever it is in the world. And of course, you know, the, the, the GDPR that uh, we were talking about, that was uh, the proposal that was made in, in, in 2012. Mm -hmm. The idea, the most salient thing about, about that, propo that proposal was that, and it has succeeded by the way, was that it, it wanted to set up a framework that would be followed around the world. It was very, very ambitious and very mm. extraterritorial, both in the, in the way in which the, the law itself applies, but also the way in which this law is designed. And as I say, that, that has been very influential. But at the same time, we must remember this law is not about let's keep the data in Europe. It's about mm -hmm. let's protect European data wherever, wherever it is yeah. in the world. Yeah. So I think it's really, really important. <laughs> and, and I think, um, We'll see what happens with the privacy shield, for example. I think we will see some developments very soon on, on that front. I think both parties, the European Commission, the US government, appreciate the importance of getting this right and truly getting it right this time. And um, I don't know how much room for maneuver there is in, in, in from both sides of the Atlantic, but at the same time, whatever work needs to be done, I think is being done. And as I said, we'll find out very soon what the proposal really amounts to. Yeah. So transfer is the word of the year, sounds like. I mean, look, this is even just January. We'll see where, where we are in a few months time. But I think yeah. uh, the, other, the other issue to keep a real eye on is anything to do with biometric, and artificial yeah. intelligence, sure, that sure. type of technology that is 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 used to make decisions, for example, which may impact on people's lives. And I think there is, uh, in the same way, there is <laughs> there seems to be an obsession with international data transfer. There is a real focus on this type of technology, partic particularly artificial intelligence for uh, or algorithmic decision making for in in this context. So that's another one that we should be paying attention to for sure yeah and i'm sure we will um it probably won't be a quick chat because a quick chat on this podcast means a good 45 minutes at least but we'll uh <laughs> we'll make sure we cover it in uh in the, in, the, in the times that we speak in the next few months so listen uh real pleasure speaking to you both as ever thanks for listening everybody look forward to having a great 2022 wherever you are and uh yeah speak soon thanks everybody bye bye thanks all That Privacy Podcast, brought to you by One Trust Data Guidance in association with Hogan Lovells.